Jurassic fans, welcome to the 62nd episode of Jurassic Fans, a Rather Podcast. I'm Daniel, your host, and these are the men who follow the Pokerbs guideline. Always drive eight kilometers under the limit. Matthew Millen. Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel, good sir. How are you today in this lovely, no, not lovely at all, scorching evening? <laughs> Yeah, this is a blistering day. God dang it. God dang it. Anyways, yes. You know, just about that thing I, I just mentioned, you know, looks like Pokemon has some wins then. I mean, not a bad guideline, not bad at all. You know. Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. At least the men will survive, you know. Surely. He's one of those guys now who will like uh, prevent you from arriving in time because he's driving 90 kilometers under the limit. But uh, who's to blame? Oh. Yeah. Well, sure. God dang it. So we are back to Paleo News because Camp Cretaceous is finally over the third season. That is, you know, don't, just don't throw garbage at us for saying that. So yeah. be kind. <laughs> yeah, you know, just be polite. Dr. Burke is there to teach us how to do that, right? Yes. You've heard the, uh, the dialogue we just had. Well, well, Matthew, we have a nice uh, article that I found here. And unironically, this happened in our very country, in Brazil. Ain't that amazing? Yes. Amazing. Oh, if it wasn't documented, I would, wouldn't believe it. Yeah, so a fossil that has come to public knowledge because of a police raid, it only would be happening in Brazil. Nowhere else in the world. No, nowhere else. God dang it. You know, just before you, you know, keep that garbage for your night. Come on. Why would, you, why would you like just throw that at us? You know, it's just that we live here. We you know that is like just a pit full of, uh, you know, corrupt politics. Oh line, yeah, you know? we we have all sorts of nice stuff here. Yeah, indeed. You know, like uh, dirty politicians. You know, well, yeah, you know, poverty, left to right, left to right, right to left, up and down, <laughs> top to bottom. Anyway, this has just become like a program for kids. Now, kids, shapes. <laughs> Direction square. <laughs> anyway, let's start it already. So yeah, let me spit some important names here. So we have uh, Victor Beckery of the University of São Paulo and colleagues. Uh, Matt, you are a master. Why aren't the colleagues ever mentioned? What's the prejudice here? Oh well, they are usually mentioned in the the main article. Oh, all right. So. And the full version, I mean, of the article. So to make uh, citations easier, we just, you know, use the main author and uh, rent and the other collaborators. Oh, you uni students, you deserve to go extinct. No. <laughs> Gotta go the way of the dodo. Man. Well, anyways, so we have this fossil that has been acquired in a police raid. Uh, now, you know, uh, as this always happens in our country, why do you think that happened? Right? Like, uh, it was collected uh, illegally. So why? Why is that so common in our country? I just think. 
Well, because very rarely there will be someone, you know, there will be any fiscalization. So people yeah. just do what they want. And, also, and you know, like, that guy was like, oh, look here, I found the dinosaur bones. I will take it. You know, I would be like, I would feel more offended for hearing that, you know, a pterosaur being called a dinosaur, <laughs> actually knowing that he stole the fossil. I'll go like, no, that's not a dinosaur. Now you can steal it, but that's not a dinosaur. Yeah, well, show some that. respect. Oh, you dirty fish. I don't even know what he's stealing. God dang it. You know, thieves are not like they used to be. No, not at yeah. all. Back in the day, they used to know what they were stealing from you. you know? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, this is a wallet. Nowadays, they go like, what is this leathery thing? Oh, so, it's got I have no clue. <laughs> It's a, it's a portable cashier. <laughs> oh man, how have we deviated so fast from the fossil? I don't know. Back to it. Um, we are heavily intoxicated by tea today. Indeed. That's why. <laughs> uh, Dagan, you are one of the, our most loyal followers. You are from the UK. If you're listening to this, my deepest apologies for this. <laughs> well, at least we enjoy tea. Oh, yes, That's... indeed. So, uh, I mean, this is uh, common in our country just because, as we said, like, uh, pull to the brim with poverty, you know, and just you find that thing that you, like, you consider to be a treasure, and, and it is, but it's a knowledge treasure. Not really, yeah. like, you don't get, like, a, a huge, like, bounty for that. Not at all. No, no. Well, I mean... It is considered a scientific finding. It's not a, and is protected by government because of that. Sure. So if you found it, doesn't matter if it was, I don't know, in, in your farm, in your backyard, it's government property and it has to be, well, theoretically, it has to be delivered to the authorities. So. Yeah, and I mean, come on, like, what are you gonna do with that? Just sell it? It's so important, like, for other people, you know, if you sell that, I mean, sure, Marianne, she was, like, a fossil collector that would sell it to everyone. That's, like, her way of living. But, I mean, she mm. would sell the, those to people who actually, you know, have paleontologists to study those. So much so that we know a lot about, like, dimorphanon and plesiosaurus because of her work. No, sure. would you look at that? Yeah. I mean, she's the girl who discovered dimorphanon. Oh, yeah, and also, uh, you know, uh, she when she was a baby, like uh, I guess it was uh, her nurse, something like that. Yeah, her nanny. She was like electrocuted by a lightning and died. So, oh my God, that's yeah. terrible. Things that we learned from the old magazine, you know, dinosaurs, the biggest animals to ever live. Dinosaurs <laughs> and electrocuted nannies. And... Yeah. Just the same usual I mean, scientific knife, stuff. nice stuff we we get out there. The things you gotta learn, all right? That's the point here. Anyway, yeah, learning so, is is important. Oh God! In, anyways, uh, so you know, if you happen to find something, just you know, find your local museum and go like, hey, I found something. I don't know what the heck it is. 
Well, maybe you do know something because you know you're listening to the Jurassic Fan the Resonant, but so you probably know something about prehistory and the like. But uh, you know, just between you and me, and me and you, neither of us here are you know expert. Paleoboy is yeah. not here anymore. Yeah, we're yeah. just random talkers. Yeah, I mean, I'm an English teacher. Matt is a vet. It's a master. So, yeah. Now. Yay! <laughs> Jedi master. <laughs> yes, my lord. Anyways. Um, God dang it, Papa Teen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this fossil is so important because it's mostly intact. Something that has never been found before. At least not in these, uh, this genus. It is uh, Tupendactylus, right? Just the skull had been found before, never the rest of the body. So yeah, that's that's actually amazing. Yeah, so like we know absolutely nothing about the biology of this creature because surely it was a pterosaur, so it's supposed to fly. But have a look at the apparatus this creature had in its head. Like it had like uh, the regular crest, you no, know, going up and down on the head and the beak, but also like a crest going down the the chin. Say yeah, maybe for aerodynamic. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I believe it. I mean, I know nothing about aerodynamic, but uh, that's what kind of. Neither. I'm just taking a huge guess. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking of like a hammerhead sharks. You know, they are hydrodynamic because of that, like uh, that strange head they had. So maybe. Something like well, that. Oh, yeah, maybe they were the hammerheads of the sky. Yeah, and I mean, surely those bones were, uh, they were hollow. So I guess just like a dimorphodon, you can't really believe that that big-headed-ass creature would be able to fly, but it was. Yeah, well, and also hollow bones is commonly seen on, on birds because it makes them lighter for flight. Indeed, I mean, even all those uh, structures that some of them had, you know, I mean, like two cans, they have that like a big old big, and they're still able to fly because it's hollow. Yeah. Right? And I mean, that's what was uh, what highly influenced also the new discoveries of uh, Dilophosaurus, right? And the crest, mm. they were actually hollow as well. So, Where would you see that? Yeah, you have that as well, you know. Uh, I mean, nothing to do with the fact because Dilophosaurus didn't use to fly. Not much. Maybe it's to uh, yeah. dropped from a, a plane. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. And also, there are even some remains of soft tissues alongside the bones. Oh, well. Now, this, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't it like so rare to get fossilized? Yeah, it is. That must have been preserved. So I don't even know <laughs> how can <laughs> the, how can that be? Like what? Yeah, that's uh, amazing, right? So uh, yeah. you know th that happened then in, in Sao Paulo. So I, I don't really know how, anything about the geography of that region. If it's got like a lots of clay or the like. It was it used to be like a river, but. Uh, uh, how come it could it get fossilized so well? Mm -hmm. I mean, so, it should be it should have come oil. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but that's quite interesting. Like having tissue still attached to it. That's... Yeah, and that's like a, a profound, you know, connoisseur of uh, animal biology and anatomy. Let me ask you, 
Um, <laughs> is it you think I will be the connoisseur? Come on. Um, what is the, what is the importance of uh, of these uh, soft tissues that were discovered? Well, they can be used to like determine uh, maybe skin color depending on how well preserved it was, uh, skin type if it had any sort of primitive feathers, and it it also can be used to. Uh, also dating as All well. Right. Yes, indeed. And I imagine it just, you know, that must be much more precise and accurate than probably the bones. It will. Yeah. You know? It usually is. Because I mean, uh, it's easier to work with tissue instead of bones. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if that's like uh, accurate, but I remember Billy Rennan going like, you know, uh, technically everything is rock because the minerals of the bones are replaced by the minerals of the soil around it. Say, yeah, I can, I can agree to that. But I suppose yeah. that doesn't happen completely to the skin and soft tissues and the like. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, soft tissues should have been digested by bacteria and fungi and... All of that uh, disgusting uh -huh. little things that live in your backyard, right? Yeah. And also inside so, you. So let that oh sink yeah. in. Let's not forget that. <laughs> Gross. Anyways, so uh, there, there are some uh, divergence, uh, you know, theories here. Um, maybe that it was like a terrestrial foraging creature, but also that it had like uh, all the necessary adaptation for powered flights. So mm. that was happening here. Interesting. Yes, indeed. So basically, we're just starting to know this creature because yeah. of this fossil. So, you know, to you, you know, the one guy who stole this fossil, don't do that anymore. You know, you, no, have, a, you have a talent because you didn't destroy the fossil. Uh, yeah, well, we have to acknowledge that. Right? I mean, I, have seen, I have seen like, you know, uh, hips of fossils that were like uh, got, you know, stolen away from the quarry by some amateur fossil finders and yes. not because it was there all right folks it's just on the internet um and they were like perfectly done and all they were checking away so carefully oh oh maybe he found that fossil and called a professional to do to you know a professional probably or uh, you know just bribe him so he doesn't open his mouth. Oh, come on. I just wanted a nice plot for a novel. But uh, yeah, he has that works as well. Yeah. Bribing before killing. <laughs> hey, and then you get back the money. Oh, true. <laughs> That's a very good strategy. How can one be so greedy, right? Yeah, no. All normal here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I guess that's it because we can't get any further, right? Because you know, the, the, the more info is there, like we know nothing about it, not yet, at least. Yeah, well, so it's just the news, really. Uh, I mean, we can give you know just some uh, tidbits about the second discovery of a, a pterosaur that happened in Australia. It's called uh, the Tabungaga, and. Yeah, like a huge terrain. Yeah, you know, so it is written in a different way, but uh, 
I want to go for the original pronunciation, and, and that's specified in the article that the original pronunciation in the uh, what's Wanamara language is Tabungaga. Mm. And, and I do enjoy doing this, you not know, trying to pronounce like the original folk words, just like the, the Loch Ness monster, Nessie. You know, apparently, in the region, it's called the Loch Nish monster. So, oh, yeah, would you look at that? I'm down for it. And I'm like, all right, so uh, let's play this card guy here, right? Uh, Loch Nish. Yeah, I mean, it's their country, right? We have to respect it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you do go there you know, just for the monsters. So, come on, respect them. Yeah. Anyways, so I guess this is it. Come on, you got anything else before we close that, Matt? No, no. Any final I thoughts? Think, uh, I think it was quite lovely. Yes, indeed, it was adorably done. All right, folks, so we'll be seeing you on the next week, you know. So keep going for this coming with me while see you there. Bye-bye.